The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and I bet that that game on Sunday comes up at some point today and you know, probably more Texans. Let's do it. It's a Tuesday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rebel, the Voldemort. You want to uh, get in today? 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776, or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, book like, you're good to go. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and it's a Tuesday. Usually everybody's in a horrible mood, don't be. It's going to be a fun day. It's a glorious day outside. Great things are afoot. Let's have some fun. What's going on, Hoffman? Sports and stuff, man. What's going on with you, Bubba? I meant to ask you yesterday his, uh, how the uh, the basketball went over the weekend. Well, uh, did they score points? They scored points. All right. So they, they, that's a positive. Uh, they did lose two more games. If you remember their first three games, they scored a combined two points. So that wasn't good. There were... And, they were giving up on average thirty points per game through three games. So I'm not good at math, but that's a lot. Yeah, the average score through three games was thirty to like one point. I don't even know, like point oh seven is what it was, or point seven. So that's not a good average. So they came out Friday night and they put out a good effort, and they they the defense held strong. They lost fourteen to four. Okay, but four points. I mean, this was a bi- this is a big deal. That's a that's progress. That's right. And then Saturday came along, and they took an eight four lead into the half. Ooh! I mean, this was an offensive explosion. They were they they were in in the first half of Saturday's game. They were outpacing the entire season total. In one half of basketball. Why do I feel like this is going to have an unhappy ending? Well, they lost 15-10. to 10. Yeah, things fell apart a little bit uh, in the second half. Um, my son got... I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about the coaching that he's getting. Uh, I, I, like, a lot of the coaching he's getting is very good. But he's also telling him, listen... If a kid has a free look, a uh, 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 easy shot, we want to foul him and make him earn it at the free throw line. Nah. Of everything that my kid has learned about basketball, that's the one thing that's really stuck to him. So he has put several kids on the deck, sometimes shooting, sometimes not. Some like he's the master of the frustration foul. Mm. Like at this point, he's on his way to playing for Memphis. Uh, is the way it looks. So. Uh, it's it's not it's not ideal right now. Um, yeah, I I uh, fundamentally disagree with that concept, but well, you know that's just me. Well, listen, these kids, it's hard for these eight year olds to make free throws. 
Yeah. And you got to you got to keep the game close somehow. Now, after the third game, Holden was very concerned because he was almost fouled out of the game. One more foul, he would have been out. He was worried everybody was going to be mad at him. So the next game, he just didn't touch anybody, and it was terrible. Like, he was scared to to play defense. But now he's back to uh, – but what he does the best is basically anytime there's a rebound, he just tries to take it away from the other kid and gets tie-ups. They call a lot of tie-ups, a lot of jump balls. So he causes a lot of those. Um, he scored a total of zero points this year, though. He's, he's very Rodman-esque. He rebounds, he fouls, and he ties up. That's all his job is. Okay. But they're 0-5. Yeah, well... Uh, so it's like if Dennis Rodman played for the Kings instead of the Bulls. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Or the Pelicans. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't approve of teaching kids that strategy. Well, listen, Fred, you got to do what you got to do. I suppose, but, you know, that's... You can go take over as coach? No. I, yeah, Fred, come on. Put your coaching hat on, Bubba. We could spend even more time together. No, no, I, 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 that this is just fine. Thank you. Speaking I, of that kid, who is my bad kid, by the way, he's bad behavior wise, but he he does have a good heart, and uh, he always every year we do this. He raises money for heart health awareness at school. Uh, for whatever reason, it's always been like really, I, I don't know. He takes it very seriously. Like he's really concerned about people, uh, their hearts. I don't know why that is, like, his cause, but whatever. My older son, all he cares about is, like, raising money for animals. So, I, I they're all – kids are weird. Um, but this year specifically, you know, I say this year. I guess it was last year now. But in December, uh, when I went up to Oregon for my father-in-law's funeral, it was because he died of a heart attack. Um, so, this year, Holden is – he is doubling his efforts. Um he is is he's already making all the calls to my family members, uh, and he asked me to tweet it out. So it is the pinned tweet, the link to uh, to donate money to the American Heart Association. Um, he won last year. He raised like over twenty five hundred bucks or something like that. He 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 made more raised more money than anybody at his school, um, and already uh, there's some donations that have I, I put it up ten minutes ago and. Uh, former NFL quarterback B.J. Simmons has donated to the cause, and former Tennessee Titans running back Chris Johnson have donated to the cause already. So he's got some very, very big. Uh, he's become very, backers. very famous. Yes. So, uh, but I, I, you know, he appreciates you guys. I appreciate you guys for helping him raise that money for uh, for a good cause. So that's the pinned tweet at AJ is the real. If you want to help out, maybe get you a shout out later in the show. How about that, Bubba? All right. Oh, so what do you think of courtside, Karen? Listen, we're we're never going to know. We're never going to know what exactly was said. What I want, what I refuse to do, is take LeBron's word for it, or take this seemingly unstable woman's word for it. I I, I don't know. I don't know if he called her a bitch. I I never heard that. Did you? No. So we're basically the only person I've heard who said he called her a bitch was her. And now everybody's like, well, how could LeBron be a role model if he's calling a woman a bitch? Well, I, I don't know that he did to be honest, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if he did or he didn't. Um, I do know. He said he came out and said that they shouldn't have been kicked out. Well, and listen, LeBron is probably heckled more than anyone in the NBA for, you know, fairly or not. 
LeBron's not on your team, so everybody hates LeBron. So they're going to heckle him. And that's that's part of the deal. He's been doing this for long enough now that I don't think that he's going to let it get to him. Especially, I can't imagine some geriatric dude on the sideline saying something to him that causes LeBron to stop and threaten an old man. That seems unlikely. And and then have his 25-year-old trophy wife his prize piece step up for him because that's what that's what every woman should do for her man she says uh i that story seems unbelievable to me but it is 2021 and we do have to give the woman the benefit of the doubt here so i i don't know where to go i i don't know if it's if we should just take her at her word or or what we should do or you know based on lebron's reputation just say well i i I don't know that that's exactly how it went down, and let's just call it a wash. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard some audio that has a little more, but it doesn't have LeBron calling anybody a bitch. And if he did, so what? You know, she was probably acting like one. And, and looking at that couple, so he kept making references to his steroid ass. <laughs> Is that dude obvi- obviously pretty ripped for an old? And uh, I'm guessing if, if I had to venture a guess here i bet it had something to do with politics oh because he looks like one of you those think guys that rich old man with courtside seats and a 25 year old <laughs> wife you think he voted differently than uh, woke lebron i'm probably i'm just speculating <laughs> i don't know for sure i i bet they were but they both voted libertarian to be honest would be my guess <laughs> oh so they're your people is what you're they're saying. my people both of them mm, interesting and uh, the lady, she's not even old enough to vote, so it's, yeah, you know. That's true. That's true. It's a damn shame. But she's not a gold digger. No, know. she is not that. Indeed, not that. Because if she were a gold digger, she wouldn't be standing up for her man. That's right. I'm not sure how you add those two together and get that result. Um, but that's math. But that's what she said. And I'm sure everything she says is the truth, right? Because why it's would she lie? has got to be. Why, why lie? Exactly. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in, and uh, there has been, you know, a I don't want to say an actual Deshaun comment, but there's news about Deshaun from Deshaun's camp. Okay, that we can do next segment. I'd love to do it. Yeah, just to uh, keep the people up on what's going on, and uh, I will also have two hockey plays for you next segment. So what? If you're and so I'm not gonna and if you miss them, guaranteed winners. By the way, well, and I, they're guaranteed to win unless they don't. Okay. But uh, there is a, there's a good thought process behind them, both of them, and you'll appreciate both of them because they're unders. Oh, speaking of uh, sports betting, can we get on uh, channel two nineteen? <laughs> we got early hoops. Oh, come I, on, I started man. again. I started two. I started one and zero again today, Freddie. The I, UMBC Retrievers got it done. Do you know they have a player on their team who's five foot two? I did not know that. It is crazy looking. So an actual retriever would be taller than him. He looks like Gary Coleman running around on the court. It's it's really, really a, a, alarming. Well, I did uh, the last-minute play I gave everybody last night. It hit. So, Boom. Yeah. Fred's just giving ducats to the people, folks. I just love the people. Of course, tonight I'll probably lose them both, and I'll hear about what a dumb what leap I am. Moron but that's are. okay. All right. Quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
The Blitz Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN, your number 713-780-3776. Okay, I promised you guys a couple of hockey plays tonight. Uh, so if you miss them now, you can go to the Twitch. They, they'll have them on there. But I, don't ask 20 minutes from now. I mean, I'll do them one other time later in the show. And please don't send me messages saying, I missed your picks. Can, can you give them to me? Because I don't do that on Twitter. I'm just going to... Make this clear. Two plays, though. Uh, St. Louis, uh, under five and a half goals. Uh, two really good goalies in that matchup uh, who are playing very, very well. Uh, Kempner for Arizona and uh, Bennington for St. Louis. So under five and a half on that. And we're also going under five and a half on the Kings and Anaheim. Both teams have the really... Battle of L.A. Yeah, they both have uh, really good goalies and... Uh, don't score much. The so, Battle of Los Angeles, a yeah. Rage Against the Machine album also. Indeed. So there you go. Um, good luck. I know. I mean, half I of you. do what you tell me. Half of you won't play them because they're unders, but that's what the computer says. So hopefully we'll go 2-0. and oh. I hope you do as well, Freddie. Yeah, well, we're, I've been on a pretty good run since I had that 0-4 streak and adjusted everything. I think, I've only, I think I'm like 7-2 and two over my last nine. So Okay. What about the Minnesota-Colorado game? Is that going to be a low-scoring game? I'm not on that one at all, so sorry. Oh, I'm, I need to know if Philip Grubauer is going to give me a, a good game tonight. <laughs> so this is about your fantasy. Yes, fantasy. yes. Uh, thanks to Daniel Turnbow, n- not a former NFL player, the first non-NFL uh, alum to donate to my son's heart uh, association thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep them coming, guys. All right, so there has been some smoke out of the Deshaun Watson camp. Like, is it like when they uh, when they elect a new pope? Yeah, although when the when the news is official, will there be white smoke? Yeah, right now it's or still, actually it'll probably what it'll be Liberty White, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. or Not just regular right. white. It'll be Liberty White smoke. I think this is kind of gray smoke. Okay, apparently the agent for. Deshaun is some guy named David Mulugeta, and uh, he was quoted by this Dan Cilio guy who apparently gets everything wrong. <laughs> Says uh, Watson's agent has informed the Texans he will not be reporting to any offseason team activities if allowed. He wants out. And this Mulugeta guy quote tweets it and says, on behalf of David Mulugeta, who I speak to often, I can confirm this information is made up. Like much of the other breaking news I've heard attributed to sources close to Watson. Ah. Now, he's not talking about him wanting to be traded or anything like that. He's not disputing that. Just that he uh, well, hasn't informed anyone he wouldn't be reporting. Okay. So that doesn't really tell us a whole lot. No, but it's it's something. Somebody said something. Okay. Well, if Deshaun, I've, I've said this before, if Deshaun were to miss minicamp, that's $100,000. And then if he misses training camp, that's $50,000 per day. And then if he doesn't play preseason games, it's like, 
six hundred something thousand dollars per preseason game that he misses. So that's that's before the season even starts. And remember, with the new collective bargaining deal, there's no well, we'll just you come back now and we'll we'll brush those fines under the under the rug. No, now there's there's no forgiveness on those things. Those have to be paid by the player. So we'll see how serious Deshaun is about not showing up when it starts costing him money. I I think there, he's going to be traded long before that. I mean, I, I think I think it'll happen before the draft. Uh, I I think it's I, I don't want to say it's a hundred percent because there's always a chance, but I I think he's gone. And you know I'm okay with that. Good for him. Let him get in a situation he likes better. And good for the Texans. They get a haul and they can start the rebuild faster. Because it, I I just don't see any hope for a turnaround for this franchise while Deshaun Watson's still here. Yeah. And I, I I hate to say that. I mean, he's a better player than anything that they would get back. But you won four games with him. You just hired a coach that, frankly, looks like a dumb. You, you got the same offensive coordinator. And, you know, hopefully Lovey Smith can do something with the defense. But I don't, I just don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of positives here. I don't either, but listen, the Texans could decide to play hardball, and if they do, uh, once we, training camp starts, yeah, that every, was, everybody's comfortable. Like I'm going to sit out until you start losing a Mercedes C class a day. Then it's like, oh, this is getting uh, this is getting, this is getting, getting painful. Yeah, I I don't think it'll come to that, and because well, I I don't want to say that because the dumbest thing the Texans could do is dig in their heels on this. So guess what they'll probably do? Why is that the dumbest thing they could do? Because, I mean, if the guy isn't going to play here and if he is going to sit out, then why why even mess with it? And and frankly... I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, I'd rather them do that than trade him away for less than what he's worth. No, I want... I'd rather him sit and not play a single down for the Texans and sit the whole year out than trade him away to a contender and not get market value for him. Well, I'm I'm trading him to where I want to trade him. That's he's going to have to, you know, that's just going to be part of the deal. If you want but you're you want to be the traded, dumbest thing they could do. Yeah, I think it is the dumbest thing they the, could do. The yeah. dumbest thing they could do is say, "Okay, well, we'll where do you want to get traded?" and he says, "Well, the Patriots." And the Patriots offer a first round pick and a second round pick and you do it. That's the dumber thing. Yeah, I just okay, I I guess I'm giving them too much credit that there's no way in hell that they would take <laughs> a deal like that. I mean, I like to hope not, but Nah. Uh, the, like to me, the the smartest thing to do would be to trade him for just a ridiculous haul. Yeah, right. I, I, I do that tomorrow. But if, if you make the right, if if you come to me with the right package, he's yours. Boom, gone. See you. If that doesn't come to fruition, I think the next smartest thing they can do is just hold their ground. And if Deshaun sits out, sorry, Deshaun, sucks for you. Because guess what? What's the worst that happens to the Texans? They go four and twelve. Their reputation as a, a brilliant NFL franchise gets ruined. What what happens? There's literally no punishment for it. They just they collect Deshaun's money every day. Yeah, I just i I think if you could get something for him, and get I, no, I think good. He, not something. You have to get like what you're talking about. You have to get a home run. For well, him. and I assume that's on the table, right? I mean, guys like this aren't ever available. Which I'm sure they're going. There's going to be a lot more of them moving forward because. Everybody's going to play this game now, and especially if it works, because Jalen Ramsey pulled it off, and so the same guys try to pull it off for Watson. Yep. So 
we'll we'll see how it goes. But no, I I I, don't, I think the idea of just him sitting out and the Texans not getting anything from the player, yeah, or you know, or not getting any trade value for him, to me that's kind of the worst case scenario. You at least at least want to have the guy out there theoretically, but yeah, you know, I I don't know, man. I I I'll be it, people throwing out bad trade scenarios they think the Texans would make. I'm, I'm sure, honestly, there's nothing about this organization that makes me think they are going to make a good deal. I mean, there's no, there's no longstanding, uh, you know, history of that happening. So uh, you're right to be reluctant. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just know their trade history with Jesus Easterby. And that, you know, I... I it's like I said yesterday, I was hoping Casario was the adult in the room. But if the best you could do is David Culley for your coach, yeah, I ain't got too much faith in you either, nope. man. The player. You want to trade the player? He's, he's got The that, player has no name. He's got that whole New England sort of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but where he just kind of comes off as a jerk. Yeah. So maybe I understand why there's all these problems. But I, I think uh, I, this isn't going to go away until I make a deal. And then when they do make a deal, we're going to be analyzing that forever. Because especially if it's picks, right? You're not yeah. going to know about the picks until you actually draft them. So I, uh, I mean, I, I can't believe how fast this organization got to this point where they are this awful and this clueless to the point where we don't even think they would make a good deal for Deshaun Watson. How fast did that happen? And frankly, things have gotten worse since O'Brien left. Yeah. Hi, what, what did we say then? Hey, at least it can't be any worse, right? Well, suddenly it is. Hmm. This is uh it's because we were kind of fooled. We, we thought that Bill O'Brien was the crux of the problem in the front office. And it turns out he was only half the problem. Maybe even less than half. Yeah, well, he he was uh, he was clearly part of it, but you and know. It, you know what's crazy, in like now in hindsight, maybe is it possible to say Bill O'Brien wasn't to blame for everything we blamed him for? Like he was not the. I mean, I'm, he's not a good guy, certainly, but maybe he's a little bit vindicated now because it wasn't all him. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. I mean, no. away from it is making you making you think that it's yeah. less than it was. Maybe so. No, yeah, because but- you know what it's like when you when you split up with a chick that ended very badly. There's always that point. A few months later, you think, you know, she. But it's like, but, but the fact that we're still feeling the same thing after he's gone, it's hard, like it's hard to say it was all him. Certainly, and at the time, we thought it was all him. We thought he was. It's like when you think when you think Darth Vader's the ultimate bad guy, but then it turns out there's an Emperor Palpatine behind him. Like, it's, you know, it blows your mind a little bit. You're like, man, I thought Darth Vader was the worst of the bad guys. Meanwhile, there's a guy, there's a guy behind him who's just as bad or worse. It's not my job to do that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think my biggest concern here is that they've chosen... Jesus Easterby over Deshaun Watson. That, whoever made that decision? Emperor Palpatine. Uh, well, 
if Palpatine did it, and I guess his new, uh, I, guess, I don't know, what is what, Casario, what is he, like Darth you. Maul? There's always a master and an apprentice. Yeah, so Darth right. Maul? Yeah, oh, yeah, Easter Bee's Darth Maul. He's the new, <laughs> the new hip guy. No, he'd yeah. be Kylo Ren now. Darth Maul was pretty... Uh, now you're getting Darth too Vader. convoluted. Now, don't don't <laughs> tell me about timelines. Negative. <laughs> I won't stand for it. Oh man. Um, and so he says y'all tripping. O'Brien didn't let Tim Kelly call plays. That's true. The offense was better, but it still wasn't great. That's who you're going to bring back. Congratulations. Oh man, I just uh, there's so much of this. He that, kept Romeo on the defense. The more I keep thinking about it, the the less hope I have that anything good is ever going to happen over there again. And, and I hate to be a pessimist because I'm you know I'm a happy person. I'm in a good mood all the time, but I don't see anything positive ever happening for the Texans ever again while that guy's there. Well, maybe not. All right, you know what is positive? Pajama gram, guys. If you're still looking for a great Valentine's gift for your lady friend. Give her the gift of comfort and relaxation this year with Tempting Touch PJs exclusively from our good friends over at pajamagram.com. I've told you about Tempting. I was telling you about them at Christmas time, the Tempting Touch PJs. Uh, they're warm, cozy, and they're going to keep her keep her that way from head to toe all year long while complimenting her every curve. If you bought them at Christmas time, you know how soft these things are. The micro velvet, the new fabric, it's the softest fabric in the entire world created by the pajama scientists a pajamagram. There's never been a softer material made. Uh, she's going to slip them on after a long day and just start melting away. Uh, you're going to love them too. Check them out. Pajamagram.com is the spot to do it. And best of all, every pajamagram includes free gift packaging so you can be kind of lazy. You don't have to wrap it because, let's face it, if you're not like me, you're not good at wrapping gifts anyway. Get her these Tempting Touch PJs. Get your free gift package today. Go to pajamagram.com. It's fast, easy, Valentine's Day delivery guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ sent you. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. So apparently, this is how out of it I am. There's a water main break right down the street from me where they've got roads closed. Happened about 10 hours ago. I never saw anything, but right by 8th Wonder at Polk and Hutchins. Well, I'll be damned. So, apparently things were shut down there. Um, thanks to John Gilliland and Donna Rogers. Donna's always good to the folks, to, to the Blitzers, and once again, good to, uh, good to my boys. So, I appreciate that, Donna, uh, donating to the Kids Heart Challenge from the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. Good Donna's people. like one of the old schoolest blitzers. Yeah, she? from the very like she's very an OG, yeah. OG triple OG. So, and she's been uh, a good friend of the show from the very beginning, and shows up whenever whenever she's around. She's always at the road shows and always uh, donates for stuff like this. Sp- speaking of, we'll be back in the Mont on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a COVID free trip to the Mont. 
Is COVID solved in Beaumont? Uh, I don't know. I I don't care. Okay, you're. You, I'm anybody. You ain't scared. I'm I'm Falcon. Anybody. I mean, okay. if you ask them, they never had it. Well, that's true. That's probably true. Beaumont folks aren't scared. Yeah. Hey, did you um, did you see this thing that they did a redraft of the 2020 NFL draft? What they would do after just one year? How they would do things differently? I did not see that. There's something that that jumps out to me at the beginning that makes me wonder if this is true. If the Bengals could do it all over again, would the Bengals still take Joe Burrow at number one? Knowing everything we know now, knowing that he would tear his ACL in year one, or would they still go back and take Joe Burrow number one overall? I think they were pretty happy with him. Um, and... Yeah, you know, when you take a quarterback, it's for the long haul. It's not for one year. Right. So, but having seen Justin Herbert, what does it sway your opinion at all? N- no, because, I mean, I, I think uh, if you just did it after one year, Tua probably doesn't go in the first round. Um, I, I think you have to I, – I think it's too early to regret it, frankly. Okay. I, I think that uh, Burrow showed me enough that he could – he might be that good. Okay. Uh, well, they just, still have the Bengals taking Burrow at number one. So that that's unchanged. The Washington football team who took Chase Young at number two, and Chase Young had a good year, they now switch their pick to Justin Herbert, which that's got to be tough. Yeah. Because, I mean, Chase Young looks like he's the real deal. They got a, I mean, they got themselves a hell of a player. Now, again, but if you can get a guy that you believe is a franchise quarterback, that changes everything. Yeah. If you can. Uh, if you can pull that off, um, which who knows, but you're still looking for one. And I don't know if you're sure about, I mean, Herbert had a really good year, but we always see guys, you know, year two is the key. You know, how do they react when defenses react to them? But yeah, if, if you knew now, that's probably who you take. Num- number three, the Lions took Jeff Okuda. Now they take Chase Young. Um, oh yeah, if he's available for you there. Number four, the Giants took Andrew Thomas, uh, and now they take Tristan Wirfs. Apparently, it came down to Thomas and Wirfs for the Giants in the real draft. And obviously, Wirfs played at a, an all-pro level, and I didn't know this, but Thomas allowed the most pressures in the NFL. So it, if it came down to those two guys, the Giants, in Giants fashion, picked wrong. Uh, Dolphins took Tua, would still take Tua, it says. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Chargers, who now don't get Justin Herbert, they, they take Jedrick Wills Jr., the tackle. Uh, Panthers stayed the same with Derek Brown. Cardinals went from Isaiah Simmons to C.D. Lamb. I loved Isaiah Simmons, and he it took him a while to figure it out. He, he was not very good early in the year, um, and he became sort of a player for them late. But C.D. Lamb, obviously, they... they could use a game changer like that, a speed guy with Hopkins and Fitzgerald. Um, nine, Jacksonville had C.J. Henderson changed to Justin Jefferson. Not surprised. Yeah, yeah no kidding. And uh, 10, the Browns go from Jedrick Wills to Mekhi Becton uh, at number 10, which I'm surprised Mekhi Becton wouldn't go. I guess now you know that he has also some leg issues as well. So, um, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting to see who would – who would change their ways this year? 
I think, uh, well, and, and it was kind of a different year because a lot of rookies really didn't get, they didn't camp, they didn't get any of that stuff. So I still don't know if we know who, I'm sure we know a few guys who are going to be good players. Like I think Chase Young, we're, we're convinced. I, I still think there's some other guys in this draft that we don't know what they are yet. That we probably won't learn until next year. Yeah. Just because of the way, like Tua, I think is a great example. I still am very high on the guy. And I know he, he didn't play great football, but he also, he was coming off an injury. He didn't have camp, kind of got thrown in there. Um, and I think next year when he comes back with a full camp, he's going to be a hundred percent. And I think he'll be better. You know, health is always going to be a question with him, but I think that's, that's a good example. And, you know, I, that's why it's kind of a hard exercise. I mean, most years it's a hard exercise. I, I think this year it's, it's, it's tougher because, you know, if you're, you're Washington, yeah, you didn't get a quarterback, but you feel pretty good about the guy you got. So would you really change your mind knowing that? I don't know if they would. I think they keep trying to find a quarterback and, you know, I, I think there's obviously ones out there. They did the first and second round, and the Texans only had one pick in the first two rounds at pick 40, where they took uh, Ross Blacklock. Yeah. They would not take him again. Uh, and Cam Dantzler, uh, the corner from Minnesota, is who they would target now. That would be a better pick. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, Ross Blacklock, not a good not a good first year. No, and again, maybe, maybe next year he shows some flashes but yeah he was pretty much useless he he was useless Grenard was useless um really all of their recent draft picks last year were useless that's why you're four and twelve yep and you know Max Sharping remember him yeah what the hell happened to him vaguely I remember yeah he, he was pretty good one year not so much last year so uh yeah I I, I think it'd be interesting to to redo it, but I don't know that a lot of these guys, a lot of these teams, I think, like the guys they got. They just haven't maybe developed as quickly. That's fair. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think quarterbacks, it's always hard. Because if you knew Justin Herbert was going to be that good, which some, some of us mentioned that he was going to be pretty good, then he doesn't last a six. Yeah. Or four, wherever it was he went. Where did six. he go? He went six, yeah. Okay. Yep, right behind Tua. Yeah, okay. Seven one three seven eight. Somebody mentions Kahali Waring. Hey, at least he got on the field this year. At the end, yeah, not for long. Uh, he wasn't very good, but you know, and that's that's part of the problem. I mean, that's that's why even if they were to get a haul of draft picks for the guy, who knows what do they, you trust what them? they do with yeah, it? Yeah, do you trust them to make the right calls? Not really. I, I, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm trying. I'm I'm working hard here. To come up with anything, I see no positives in this franchise. Keeping Deshaun, going to be a disaster. Trading Deshaun, probably going to be a disaster. And I'm positive about everything else. I am. You are typically a positive guy. Maybe an overly positive guy. And, and yeah, and I've, I'm, I've totally given up hope that anything good will ever come out of Kirby again. Except the lovely Hannah McMahon. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You're listening to the Blitz. Hey guys, sports to you on ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. 
listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Based on the Houston Texans, which been this organization, the last year, they will find a way to screw this up in which the team that gets to Sean Watson will feel they did not get fleeced by the Houston Texans. You can't trust any organization led by Cal McNair or the fact that Jack Easterby has his ear. And poor Casario's in the middle of this thinking, I know we can get, but I got to deal with these two that are going to find a way to screw this up. If I'm the Houston Texans, there is absolutely no way I'm asking for less than what you just talked about. Three first-rounders, a quarterback, and two second-rounders. And we're back on the Blitz. That was Freddie Coleman, I believe. Yes, sir. That kind of sounds like what we've been saying. Well, he seems bit. to be a smart guy. I guess so. That's that's what's lacking over on Kirby is smart people. Yeah. And I, I've given up on him. Goodbye. You know you know who donated to the, uh, the Heart Fund thing in the last break, Aaron? Our most famous donor to date, Fred Fowler. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so easy, guys. Just go to the page. It's so easy you can do it while you're doing a radio show. Well, unbelievable. Thank you, so, Fred. It's amazing how uh, that stuff works. So yeah, just try to do our part. Help out a little bit. Let him be number one. I, oh, too. I already know it's going to cost me. <laughs> I, too, appreciate uh, hearts. I think they're a good thing to have. Well, it's good. It's good when they work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because when they stop, you know what generally happens? Well, it happened to his grandpa. He just died. I know. So there you go. Uh, so everyone, keep your hearts working, especially if you're a blitzer. Now, if you listen to 610, you can turn that thing off. Well, you don't have a heart anyway. Well, that's true. Boom. Uh, people on the Twitch were talking about the Rockets a little bit. Another, Boy, another nice win. Look at them. Was I maybe too harsh on them, or is this just a... Sort of a best effort. The world's against us. We're going to come out and give it our all, and then eventually it's going to fade off, and they're going to they're going well, to become what they're supposed to be. Because right now it seems like the whole is better than the sum of the parts. I, it, to an extent, yes, uh, I think that's part of it. I think they're very well coached. They play great defense, which is something we, that's legit. They yeah. do play good defense, and it's and, the first time in a long time that it's felt like the Rockets are prioritizing defense yeah and if i had told you before the season hey john wall's gonna be pretty healthy it's gonna look a lot like the old john wall boogie cousins gonna be pretty healthy oladipo he's getting there he's not there yet but if you had those three guys and knew they were gonna be healthy you'd feel pretty good about it now can they hold up and and i think wood is a lot better player than any of us gave him credit for being uh, I mean, just a good all-around player. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty good lineup if those guys are healthy. Plus, Eric Gordon seems to have risen from the grave here. And it also seems like some of the teams that we thought were going to to really kind of pick up the ball and run with it this year, Dallas specifically, they've lost six in a row now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, they, they're falling apart. They started with that Houston loss, and they're falling apart now. They're, they fall into 8-13, and 13, so th- now they're behind the Rockets. Um, we all think the the, the Blazers are kind of iffy. 
Um, but uh, there, there's nobody outside that like the top four seem pretty solid again. Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets all seem like they're the real deal. Everybody else, I mean, Memphis is playing really well right now. Yeah, I, I don't they, know yeah. how real it is. They might be the only team playing better than the than the Rockets. They've right also now. played the fewest games because of uh, all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So, so who knows with them? But yeah, and they're I, still not even totally healthy. Like they don't have their full complement of guys. So maybe they are better than I think they were. They thought they were going to be. But uh, but it, what I would have thought was, well, this Rockets team, they're not going to make the playoffs, and I I was perfectly fine with that. I was perfectly fine to start building this thing again. Maybe they are a playoff team. I, I still don't think that. I, I don't think they're beating the Lakers or the Clippers in a series or the Nuggets. But it, it, you know, it, it's at least the one thing I can say about this team that I haven't been able to say for a long time is I kind of like watching them play. Yep. Like I, I turn on the TV and I see it, and I'm like, oh, I can stick with this for a little while. I, I don't really have false hope about them either. I don't have that. Uh, no. Uh, oh man! If they just because I have no expectations. Yeah, if Chris Paul just doesn't break his hamstring, they could win it all. That's the worst thing about James Harden, honestly. And I, everybody called me a James Harden hater when he was here, and I, well, you were, I was. But the worst part about it was knowing that I really did hate him. I hated watching him play. I didn't like him. I didn't want him to succeed. But I also was like, well, they're they're going to be in it because he's he is a good player. Like he's he's good at what he does. It's not what I like, but it's he's good at what he does. So you knew they were going to compete. So it was sort of a weird, you know. I hate them, but at least they're going to be pretty good. Yeah. This team, I, I didn't think they were going to be good at all. I don't hate them. In fact, I like most of the players on this team. I like watching them play. I think I like Coach Silas. I, I like. I'm in, I'm enjoying what he's doing so far. So my expectations are low. My interest is is higher than it was certainly the last five years, so I, I, I'm happy with what the Rockets are right now. Even if even if they do this all year and, and hover around 500, I don't care. I'm good with that because it's already more interesting to me than it has been. And you're, I mean, you weren't going to win a title with Harden anyway. I said that from day one. And now, if you're not going to win a title, you might as well be fun to watch. Yeah, and and actually making the playoffs would would be an accomplishment. Yes. And I, I think they have a chance because, I mean, they're right there now after that horrid start where they had Harden. Uh, the guys are starting to figure each other out. I think, uh, you know, Oladipo getting healthier is kind of the next thing that could happen for them to help them improve. But they've got to keep Wall healthy. They've got to keep Cousins healthy. Because without those guys, then this isn't going to hold up very well. Yep. But, uh, but as long as they are, and, and you know, Tate look, has looked like a pretty good player for him. That was a, that was a good pickup, and you know they're playing good team basketball, and it is kind of fun to watch. And it's not just the same old Harden crap. So, if Flipsy Cherry says everything Raphael Stone has done so far has worked, uh, well, it's been. I don't think that there's enough of a sample size. Yeah, like they played tw- tw- not even twenty games. Yeah, let's wait on that. But so far, I mean, the Wood move looks good. Uh, picking up Oladipo looks like it's going to work out at least for this season because probably flip him. Um, I don't know if Cousins was his or that was pre him, but you know, for a guy that I didn't hear very good things about, so far he hasn't had any missteps. How's that? No, yeah, I agree with that. So doesn't mean doesn't mean it's all going to work out. Doesn't mean he's doing a great job. It's just so far, 
uh, things are looking okay. And last night looked like uh, like Eric Gordon decided that they were going to be the 2019 Rockets and just chuck up a million threes, and it worked. So, I, but that's really the first time all season that they've done something like that. It seems so. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm again, I'm still not buying in that this is somehow the not fool's gold. It may may very well be fool's gold, but I also don't care because it's it's interesting to me, and I'd much rather I'd much rather have this than have what we had last year and the year before and the year before, which was a team in the top two or three in the West that I knew had no chance of winning a title, uh, and, and was just disgusting to watch from a from an aesthetics uh, standpoint. So, yeah, I, I I like the Rockets. I'm I'm on with this team. And so suck on that, everybody who says I hate everything Houston sports. I'm a Rockets fan now. You could just play that Eat back. balls. Aaron, Aaron, save that and play it back. Because that next time, so, oh, AJ, you just hate Houston you just sports. hate everything Houston sports. Well, looky here. I like this team. And I don't, and I don't even know if they're going to be worth a damn in the long haul. And I don't even care. Sometimes I like mediocre teams because they're fun to watch. You know who I still like? I still like the Golden State Warriors. I think you've I think you've changed, AJ. They're not winning, but I'd still rather watch them than most teams in the NBA. Phoenix Suns fall in that category for me as well. Yeah, they're fun to watch. You know what's happened after watching basketball games where you lose thirty four to nothing? I think you're coming to accept mediocrity. Embrace it as a matter of fact. That's probably true. <laughs> Which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what Houston is, right? We're a bastion of mediocrity. We're agents of mediocrity. Yeah. And now with the Texans collapsing, the we need somebody to be to balance because you know the Astros are still going to be good, right? The Texans will be lousy if the Rockets can just kind of be in the middle. Guess what we are? Mediocre. Yeah. As a sports city. And and that's that's, that's okay. Standing. We should. Uh, we should embrace that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, Next on this Sunday afternoon, it's looking like it's going to rain soon. So I'm going to hit the highway and glide at a cold 55 with nothing on my mind but the blessings of life. I'm going to go for a ride today. Yeah, I'm going to go. ESPN. 97.5.